PNLA 710 on the home of world football here in Southern California. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to the best soccer show in all the world, Soccer Weekly. It is a pleasure and an honor to be with you each and every week here on ESPN LA 710. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly is sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. And what is on tap? We have a massive show for you. We've got a couple of new features that are coming up on this show soccer weekly is blowing up we've got some new stuff to discuss with you and as always later in the show the uh, simply the best segment really in all of radio stoppage time with the uh, great producer mario Rees. but joining me right now is an honor and a pleasure one of my favorites in the soccer world he is the new <laughs> television play-by-play man for lafc on youtube tv max brought us max it is a pleasure buddy thanks for joining us it- Dave, it's an honor and pleasure to spend some time with you anytime. Max, you got to be really pumped up. I know the fans of LAFC are excited about this YouTube TV thing, and it's because you're going to be part of that as the host for YouTube TV and the uh, the official home of LAFC football here locally in Southern California in the Los Angeles market. How did this come about, Max? Talk about it. I know you love LA, and you, you, yeah. you wanted to be a part of this. I, I did, and I, and I didn't think I really didn't think it would uh, it would come to fruition. And I always spoke with uh, team president Tom Penn. I go, oh man, I'd love to be part of this. But I was with ESPN. I'm, I'm not leaving ESPN. ESPN has got so much incredible stuff on tap, and I want to be part of. And you know, would they let me do it? I don't know. But at the end, when the YouTube when the YouTube part of it came into play, that took you know the package into a position where LAFC wanted to be more impactful, not just with calling games to create content and I, I guess I was the first piece of that and they asked me and we went to ESPN and I said look is it possible to move to LA and do this and I could be based out of LA and work for ESPN there and I was like just kind of holding my breath and they said yeah because it worked out I mean ESPN is going to use uh, some, me in, in that capacity and then I get to be the face of LFC it's just beautiful uh, like serendipity everything working out really well at the end and uh, I'm thrilled because I, I'm, I'm still involved everywhere I want to be and, and I'm here in LA city where I met my wife and my started my family and I love it with all with it's I my loyalties are here <laughs> and then to see this team which is you know they're meeting everything I go in their offices Dave and I'm I mean if you are you around this team at all and you see their their expectations it is unbelievable and shows you how far the the uh the bar has been raised in major league soccer a team like this with a stadium that broke ground when in August, August and will be ready for play in April in the heart of L.A. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, Max, it's a bad radio bit, but I'm shaking my head just in in disbelief, really, as you talk, because I'm thinking of the Rose Bowl with the Galaxy back in 1997 and 8, you know, and things like that. And you were a fan of this league from the jump, just like I was. And I'm just shaking my head in disbelief because I'm thinking of, like, old Kansas City Wizards games with, like, 4,000 yes. people in Arrowhead, you know, and yeah. just – and. How far it's come, Max, you've seen it unlike anyone, really. You've been on the front lines of this with your work in soccer here in America. So talk a little bit about that. Like, LAFC is like MLS like 4.0 at this point. Yeah, and, it, and, and that's going, that is going to raise standards across the league. Yeah. And, and I think that's really in an immediate effect with the LA Galaxy because they are in a share of things with LAFC. And there's a, there's a pie, and they, they both want a nice piece of it, and they're going to have to earn it. They want, I mean, they're going to have to eat their uh, <laughs> <laughs> the meat and veggies to get to the pie. You know, 
but I mean, and all MLS teams. But look, I love MLS from the beginning because it was ours. It was our league, and we were involved in it. And you get to know the players and all the people that come along. Like we were both parts of that development. But there were moments you watched it, and you're like, "Oh boy, we're going to get grilled for this because it doesn't feel big time." It feels big time now. Is it all over the league? No, but I, I really, truly believe teams like LAFC and obviously folks in Atlanta did a great job. They're going This standard is just going through the roof. And the last ten years, and uh, look, this is this is a league-wide thing. I, I was just reading a re- recap from Matt Doyle at MLS, and it was about all the signings in the offseason. Yeah, everyone made it. Everyone spent some coins. You couldn't say that before. Everyone went out. They looked at a lot of South American talent. Uh, you like to see a little more money in the U.S. talent, but the quality of the game is—they're getting after it. With except a couple clubs, most teams really are there, and you know LAFC is going to be at the top of that list when it comes to putting a good, uh, or at least getting those players that will get people excited about the product on the field. I, I totally agree. Uh, we're talking with Max Bredos, the uh, new TV play-by-play man for LAFC. He's going to be handling the play-by-play duties on wow. YouTube TV for the local deal here in Los Angeles. We're so glad to have Max back as a soccer fan in L.A., and I, uh, I really appreciate I that. Say, I, I should say, we're going to be doing a lot of programming around the game. Yeah. We're going to be doing the pre and post, and then we're going to do all the stuff on YouTube. It may be a slow burn as we get ideas, but the idea is to you know, fill out that fill out that uh, that channel with a lot of good contact. And they have some incredible people there that are going to help with that from all, all walks of life. That's incredible. And, I, and you mentioned channel. That's exactly like I was thinking about it. They, I've been talking to some of the people at LAFC, and it's like they're creating an LAFC channel on YouTube TV, which is essentially a streaming cable company at this point. So, I mean, the sky is really the limit, isn't it? This, that had to be the attractive part of it, among other things, for you as well. Oh, without question. And, again, that's all this to happen. I think if it was a deal on a terrestrial TV, I go, is it, do I go on like cool games? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, I guess, I don't know if, it's, if it's worth the while because it's not going to be enough because LAFC have half of their games on the national channel. So, I mean, it's a smaller group, but now it just goes through the roof with everything that they could possibly do. And, you know, I, I, what I think is really exciting is that they're going to showcase the city on that channel and, if you if you lived in LA, if you visited LA, you are you don't have to be from LA to be drawn in by everything this city offers. I say it's the greatest city in the world. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> it's got everything, and I go through all parts of it. I'm like, this is amazing. And if you're not from there, and you can see what's here. I, I, I um, uh, Richard Roscoe, who works there with the social media stuff at LAFC, so made a good point about sort of looking at what Anthony Bourdain does and how he makes these towns look interesting. And when he does stuff in LA, he did one in Koreatown. You're like you were drawn in, so yeah. I think that's what we're trying to do, and I'm excited because this city, this city, the script writes itself. And you know, Max, we talked about this even in the past. The pie here for soccer is so immense and so huge. I believe it's one of the top yeah. ten soccer markets in the world, and I, I will yep. make a good argument for that. I don't care who wants to complain about that. It, there's plenty of room for both LA Galaxy and LAFC to thrive here, not just yes. succeed, yes. but thrive. Absolutely. And I mean, if, if you just think about what they could do in the state of California with the, if they get a team in Sacramento, they're just yeah. wrong. But I think, I, like I said, LA is huge. And these two teams, uh, they could, you know, get the piece of Orange County. They could get the Inland Empire. Everything's at play here where you can develop fans. I think it's, it, 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 there's going to be plenty of food for everyone at the end of it because everything is here. And these investors for teams, people spend money, players want to come here and play here. Uh, whether you play it, Bank of California Stadium, which I just walked around today. They had the grass laid. It is breathtaking. And the, the Stub Hub Center, which, you know, has a 
a lot of ghosts now because of all the great championships won there. I mean, there's so many memories. Yeah. And I remember when that first opened, and now it has that. It's pretty cool to see uh, what this city has to offer. I think this is going to be the best rivalry in Major League Soccer. It's going to happen very quickly. I think it's going to be, because of the city, it's going to be abundantly clear that this is the game. All due respect to the Pacific Northwest and everywhere, this is going to be the one. Well, he and he's going to be a big part of it. Max Brados joining me here. He's the TV play-by-play for LAFC with their contract with YouTube TV and all that's going to bring about changes. In fact, Seattle has just signed a deal with YouTube TV. The Sounders, in fact, announcing that today. So we can only imagine the future of this, and Max is going to be on the cutting the cutting edge. Max, you're going to be a huge part of LAFC, and I appreciate you joining me, too, and allowing me to do this. I'm going to be, to a, a lesser extent, a huge part of LAFC. I'm also announcing that I'm going to be doing the a play-by-play on radio for LAFC. So I'll be your counterpart there on the radio side. You'll be doing the television, Max. We're partners in this. I, I'm so excited to be joining with you and what LAFC is doing, brother. Hey, hey, bring it. And we'll, we're going to use these resources like, one of, uh, like yourself, Dave, and it's going to be really cool. Look, we, uh, there's going to be so many crossing streams of, of soccer goodness with this. and <laughs> Everything true. involved with that club has blown me away, and I feel... You know, I, I always, you know, I, I, to get back to an earlier point, when you cover this MLS, you kind of keep something in your pocket because you know there's limitations, and there should be. But it, 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 financially, there will be, even with LAFC, across the board, you have to be smart. But there is a, there's a chance to dream on how you want to cover this sport, and if it's a good idea, it's going to get executed, so... He's a hundred percent right. You are a hundred percent right, Max. You are a hundred percent soccer here in America. That's why I love you, brother. Max Bradas, TV play-by-play for LAFC. Thanks so much for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime, anytime, Dave. We will be talking to you soon for sure. The great Max Bradas. One of my favorites in the game and has been at it for a while, and I appreciate that. And I want to thank him for joining me and allowing me, at the end of that, to kind of uh, reference my news, which I will reiterate to you that I am going to be doing the radio play-by-play for LAFC. I am the uh, I have been chosen by them. I'm super excited about what they're doing at LAFC. One of the things they're doing is hiring me. So I am so super pumped to be joining LAFC as their play-by-play. 877-710-ESPN if you want to react to what we've been talking about. My news, 877-710-3776. You can also hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts. Feel free. I understand. You can bring it to me. At Talk Soccer. At Talk Soccer. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, the home of world football here in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to Soccer Weekly, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. Going to be talking a whole lot of MLS as we are just days away from not only LAFC kicking off for the first time in their history, LA Galaxy gets going, both those teams playing Sunday, MLS kicks off on Saturday, and I am just so jazzed. I'm also very jazzed about my personal announcement, I said it earlier, I will be the radio play-by-play voice for LAFC in their inaugural season, and I am super excited about that. And uh, you know, if you want to comment on all this stuff we're talking about in MLS, my personal news, whatever you want to do, it's eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Or you can hit me up. People are flying in on Twitter. That is at Talk Soccer. We'll be happy to carry on the conversation there as well. Want to carry on the conversation on my MLS previews? Last week, if you want to go listen to the podcast, you can find the podcast on all your 
podcatchers, iTunes, the various like. You just uh, search Soccer Weekly. Subscribe, rate, and review if you get a chance. Last week, we talked about the teams who are also Rans in MLS for 2018. Doesn't mean you may not see a shock or two. Always happens, right? It's like the NFL. There's just that team or two you had no idea would do that badly or that great. Still can happen, but these are my teams this week who can win MLS Cup. Obviously, only one team's going to do it. Many of these teams could fall on their face along the way. That is possible. But these are teams who I think have have a shot on differing, differing levels to actually getting, you know, to that point. So we will definitely get that. Once again, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. The number to get involved, you can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. As Gabe underscore Montoya has done, he says, Great to hear Max is getting involved on his terms. First-time listener, congrats on the radio play-by-play too, Dave. Thank you, Gabriel. Appreciate that. I am super excited for that. I'm also excited to talk about these teams that have a chance to win MLS Cup. And you heard Max talk about it a little bit, and I've discussed it. We talked about it even on the show before here with Marcellus and Travis. So many new, great, talented players coming into Major League Soccer this season with the TAM money that they've been spending, bringing in young Central and South American talent. Now, there's been some other good signings. One of the teams I mentioned last week, Philadelphia Union, who will not be an MLS Cup contender in my estimation. They signed Bojack Dotchkal, very good Czech player who can run the midfield. Just got that deal done, I think, today. Dotchkal's very good. I've seen him in, uh, play in Europe, not only for Czech Republic, but throughout your, you know, with European teams. He's coming over from a Chinese club, and Philadelphia Union got that deal done. So more talent coming from all over the world in MLS. It's really been impressive, and these are the teams who can win. I'll start with some of the teams who maybe a little bit of a long shot to actually win MLS Cup. And one of them is a team I sports hate with the heat of a thousand suns, and that is the horrible San Jose Earthquakes. Ah, I feel like throwing up in my mouth every time I have to talk about the putrid San Jose Earthquakes. they got some talent. Yeah, I mean, it pains me to say it. The Earthquakes are talented. And if they can put it together and defend, they should have enough offense to really make a go of it. Not going to be a team. I don't know. They're not going to win MLS Cup, but they've got a they've got a shot to really do a little damage and make the postseason and, and kind of be in that mix. Same thing for like Houston and Sporting Kansas City, teams that are good to you know fair to good. They're going to be hard outs. Let's say that they're going to be tough to beat on any given night. Vancouver similar, not really knowing what to make of Vancouver's backline, especially if Tim Parker doesn't stay. They're they're decent. I don't love Kai Kamara, but Kai Kamara scores goals. They've got a shot. They're also in the West. Seattle, no doubt. Sounders take a tough blow with that Jordan Morris injury. But there's, they've brought in a couple of really good players. They brought in a South Korean defender, I think even yesterday or today, they finalized that deal. You can't count Seattle out, right? A two-time MLS Cup trip in a row. Won it two years ago. Certainly a team that is capable. Portland... I like uh, I like what Portland has done over the years. They've got enough talent. They got enough talent to be dangerous. The thing about Portland is, I I just don't know about that back line at one hundred percent. Again, they have enough talent. I'm not saying they can't get it done. The back line could be a little susceptible though. 
and that's a fear for me if I'm if I'm Portland. Just a bit. I, this is a team that's going to make the postseason. I really believe that. They're a threat. I'm not sitting there telling you they're bad. But on a, on a high level, that defense might be a little susceptible. We'll save the two L.A. teams, right? Because, you know, we'll go back over to the East first. Toronto FC is loaded. They are so good. You've heard me say it. You've heard me say it time and time again. Toronto FC can play with the UEFA Champions League teams, not just CONCACAF Champions League. They are really good, and they are going to be a really difficult out in MLS. Who's going to beat them in the postseason? I don't know yet. I can't see it yet. Now, the long regular season, we'll find this stuff out. NYCFC, Patrick Vieira has done a great job. Yes, they lost some talent with Jack Harrison moving. No doubt. Joshua Coman, keep an eye on him. I like some of the other talent they've brought in, too. Getting, getting younger to boot, even though David Villa can still score buckets of goals. New York Red Bulls, certainly a threat. Kaku coming in essentially to replace Sasha Kleshton, which, at the face of it, I didn't know why Red Bulls were looking to move Sasha, but I think, you know, I, I, I do believe they needed a shakeup. And sometimes that shakeup involves having to get rid of really good players. And you got younger. The Red Bulls are getting younger. Tyler Adams is certainly a talent that can get it done. Bradley Wright Phillips can score goals. They're a threat. Chicago Fire, nice little team. I like what they're doing, and I think that Bastian Schweinsteiger is just so good. And Nemanja Nikolic. Now, look, they lose David Akam, but they have they brought in some pieces. I like the kid, the Katai. I like uh, what they're doing there with him out on the wing. Probably going to tuck in and score some goals as well. Chicago their question mark for me is, are they going to win 4-3? They may have to. And Atlanta United, another threat in the East. Tata Martino, I mean, how much more can you say about him? The great manager. No question about it. He's fantastic. I love what Atlanta's building. They've got weapons. They've got speed. They've got quickness. They play at a good speed, right? The speed of play is very sharp for Atlanta. Sometimes last season they were overwhelming opponents with their speed of play. I don't look for that to change too much. Now, there could be a little bit of a hangover. You know, that dreaded sophomore slump or whatever. You might see Atlanta kind of struggle at times, especially in the defensive midfield and defensively. But I think they they have enough talent to figure it out. Which brings us to our beloved L.A. teams. L.A. Galaxy, what a rebuild, right? They were the worst in MLS. They had their worst season we've ever seen. And so what do they do? They don't rest on their laurels. Siggy Schmidt effectively cleans house and rebuilds. Now, there's still a lot of pieces there. This team with Ola Kamara, if they don't leak goals, they're going to get wins. And what do I always say in MLS? I don't care if you're on the road or at home. Play for the three points. Don't play for draws on the road in MLS. you got to go get three points because three points is so crucial. Any points you can scrape up on the road, yeah, okay, occasionally you're going to have to fight for a draw on the road. Go for the wins. Do the math. When you're talking 17 road games, if you were to draw every game like so many coaches want to do, that's 17 points. It's five wins and two draws. Go for the wins. And if you squeak out a few more than that, you're, you're absolutely living large. And the Galaxy, they've got the tools to score goals. Now, Jurgen Shelvick, Michael Ciani, Daniel Starris, even Rolf Felcher, Felcher on the wing. Ashley, can these guys keep teams from scoring? David Bingham in that now, the new goalkeeper, which I love. I love that move. If they can start gelling at all defensively, 
with Jonathan Dos Santos and Perry Kitchen, a new arrival in front of them, this team can be really dangerous going forward in terms of like winning things. Yes, it's a long way back from where they were, but in MLS it is possible. We've seen it. Entirely possible. So no reason to think LA Galaxy is not a threat to win MLS Cup and go a long way in the postseason, which leads us to a new segment here on Soccer Weekly that we're really excited about on ESPN LA 710. It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. LAFC, the Black and Gold Breakdown, they are a team obviously new to Major League Soccer. You know this if you haven't been living under a rock here in Southern California for the last three years. Well, now is the time. Their first game comes up in Seattle on Sunday. And whether they're ready or not, they got to get going and get some points with six road games early before that beautiful stadium opens up. Bank of California Stadium opens on April 29th. They've got to get points any which way they can. And it will be crucial for LAFC to get off to a good start and not allow themselves to get buried in the standings. They just signed Eduard Atuesta from Independiente Medellin. 20-year-old Atuesta is very talented. He's on loan. Kids got skills. Not unlike the other signings they made, of course, in Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi. So bringing in some major, majorly talented midfielders and forwards and attacking players. I like what they're building. They're going to have much of the same question marks I have for a lot of these top teams. Believe it or not, anymore in MLS is not about your offense. It's can you stop teams from scoring? That's going to be crucial for an expansion team like LAFC. You can't find yourself losing four to three games or three to two matches. You get two or three goals, you better win. And you better get those three points, especially, as I mentioned, early in the schedule. Atuesta certainly can help with that. He's got skills. He can he can maintain possession, not afraid to get forward when necessary, coming out of the midfield. Yeah, they can play. And they've got talent. I expect big things out of this LAFC team as an expansion team. As I mentioned, you can always compare expansion teams in the more recent history to Atlanta United or Minnesota United, right? Not terribly fair on either account. Atlanta United went hog wild with Arthur Blank and what they're doing. Minnesota United building something slowly and maybe more quietly in terms of financially. Yes, LAFC certainly much more like Atlanta United. But will they necessarily go out and do that? The West is stronger this year. I have full confidence in that. The West was down last season. Not the least of which was the LA Galaxy providing some of that with being their worst team ever. But the West is better coming into 2018. Can LAFC make the playoffs? Yes. Yes, they can. Can they win MLS Cup? Well, if you get to the postseason in MLS, MLS, you can win. We've seen that before, too, out of any seeding. Are they a favorite to win? No. No, it's, it's, it's a slow, steady build. And believe me, they've already made several jumps up compared to what Minnesota United was trying to do early. Again, not a necessarily a fair comparison to Minnesota United. Not trying to rip on the team from back in the Midwest. But LAFC is much more like Atlanta United coming into the season. Expectations, the financial wherewithal that has been done and has been spent. They, you know, getting Bob Bradley, they're going to demand results. And rightfully so. It is going to be a massively exciting season for Major League Soccer. Not only in Los Angeles, which... 
we can't wait, right? But all over the league with this young talent that's in this league. And if you're a guy or a, a fan of soccer, a woman or a guy out there who's like, I don't really like, um, you know, I love the European game. I love the Champions League. I love the Premiership. I love La Liga. You know, they have the best players. If you have like a bit of an American soccer player bias, well, good news. Most of MLS is not American players anymore. It isn't. Go do the math. Most of the starting 11s you see are decidedly filled with players coming in from other countries and different styles and different skill levels and different skill sets. It's fantastic. It truly is like that melting pot of a league now. And really, it's been building towards that for a long time. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. That is the black and gold breakdown like nobody else is going to do right here on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, the new play-by-play voice of LAFC. Yes, that is correct. I'll be doing the radio play-by-play for LAFC. Earlier in the show, we talked with a TV play-by-play host for LAFC and YouTube TV, Max Bredos. We appreciate Max joining us. I am going to be the radio play-by-play host for LAFC in their inaugural season, and I'm excited about that, and I appreciate the support. Getting a lot of uh, tweets coming in on that at Talk Soccer. You can also uh, give the show a call at 877 877- 710-3776. And yes, a couple of tweets coming in about the uh, Soccer Weekly podcast. You can find it on the uh, iTunes. I don't know about Apple. Uh, somebody's asking about the Apple thing. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the, I'm a little uh, technologically disadvantaged here. So yeah, people are like, wow, we're not sure. But uh, check it out. You can always search Soccer Weekly and see what happens here. Let me know, actually, Nick in the 585, if you uh, do a little bit of digging there. Appreciate that. Uh, I probably sent him a tweet that was a little... Uh, disjointed there as I was typing that up during the break. But we are talking about LAFC and LA Galaxy coming into the 2018 season, where they fit in with MLS. Certainly LA Galaxy is going to be a lot better. On paper, Jossie Zardes may regain his form in Columbus. He needed that change. That trade for Ola Kamara is a stroke of genius by LA Galaxy. He, Kamara is a proven 15-20 to 20 goal scorer in MLS. LAFC, building... The way Bob Bradley wants to build possession and really getting after teams, going at them on the wings and scoring from the wings, and the players that they brought in, they look like they're going to be able to do the business that way. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Let's go to the phone lines. JR is in Lawndale. JR, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunham. What's up? Hey, Dave. First of all, congratulations on the play-by-play gig. I'm a uh, very proud and happy season ticket holder, so I look forward to hearing you when they're on their road games and everything. Well, so appreciate that. Thank you, JR. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about Walker Zimmerman and uh, hear what you have to say about him, how you feel like he's going to mesh in terms of what they're running, and just, you know, having a good young guy like that on your back line. I want to know what you think about him. Yeah, thank you for the phone call, uh, JR. Appreciate that. Um, Walker Zimmerman is interesting to me for a number of reasons. First of all, look, he did not have a great 2017. He played in stretches well. He did not have an overall massively consistent 2017 with FC Dallas. When you get a guy like that, in my estimation, LAFC got him at the right time, right? There's nowhere to go but up for this kid because his potential is still there. It's big. And it's not like he was terrible by any means in 2017, but I expect more out of him. And I think he would say the same, if I'm being honest. 
He expects his game to keep improving. And a guy like Bob Bradley can get that out of him. Now, pairing him with Laurent Simon, that's a good thing. Simon can teach this guy, right? There's still plenty for Zimmerman to learn. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Not super young. That's the good news. He's got a lot of experience, too. So I like what Walker Zimmerman has, has looked like in, in uh, preseason. He's good on the ball. He's strong. He's going to score some goals for you on set pieces. Those are all crucial things. Remember, for an expansion team, scrape out wins. Now, LAFC can do it with some some skill for sure if they need to. But remember, when you're an expansion team, you get them drums going in the three two five two, and just you start to scream in your head off in Bank of California Stadium to get a win. Just get the victories. And Walker Zimmerman is a guy who can scrape and claw on the offensive end with set pieces along with Simon. They're going to be that's going to be a vi- big factor for this team, and I think he's going to be able to do that very well, both defensively and getting into the attack through set pieces and the like. And with guys like Carlos Vela feeding him and Diego Rossi on set pieces, I mean, that's a good recipe. So I like the move for Walker Zimmerman. I like what I've seen so far. I want that consistency from he and Simon as quickly as possible. Hey, we've got another uh, great uh, segment, if you will, that we're starting here on Soccer Weekly. It's the Health Report on Soccer Weekly. It's sponsored by LA Care. as the nation's largest community-inspired health plan. LA Care is elevating healthcare in the City of Angels. LA Care for all of LA. LACare.org. This injury report brought to you by LA Care includes Simon. He's uh, been out with a knee injury, right? A little bit of a knee issue. Carlos Vela, the word on him is he's going to be ready to go this weekend. Looks like he's in good shape. Came up a little bit lame in the Sacramento Republic game. I was watching it on the stream, and I think he just got a little tightness. He was fine. Omar Gaber, still a little bit of a question mark for the weekend as well at last check. So those are issues with LAFC when it comes to the injury report. We have some other big injuries around the world of football. One of them is to the 18-year-old youngster that Atlanta United signed out of Argentina, Ezekiel Barco. Comes up with a quad injury. Atlanta United reporting a four- to six-week layoff for him with the injury. And what that means, why I'm even mentioning for LAFC, LAFC actually plays Atlanta within that period. We will not see Barco in that match. He will be out for Atlanta United, according to Atlanta United, with four to six weeks. Neymar, this is the big injury, of course, around world football. Uh, PSG announcing he's going to have surgery back in Brazil. So that means at least several weeks off, certainly, with the uh, foot and ankle thing. Not exactly sure what is it, a surgery? I think it might be on the foot. I'm not 100% sure, but with the foot, ankle thing, he went down in a recent game with PSG. They tried to work it out where he wasn't going to maybe need surgery. Well, they wanted to take their time in making that assessment. PSG does announce that he is going to go back to Brazil, his home country, and get that surgery. So he'll be missing some time as well. This has been the injury report around the world of the football brought to you by L.A. Care. Champions League action. Well, it's been a bit hit or miss, kids, when it comes to Major League Soccer. One team was going to have to go out with the Toronto FC and Colorado Rapids series in the in the uh, early rounds. So we knew one of them was going to go home. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was hoping Colorado Rapids would lose that series, and they did, thankfully. Colorado gave it a good fight. I will give their players that. But, did, Mario, I don't know. if Did you see the comment by Anthony Hudson, their new manager? And supposedly he was kind of making light of it, like, oh, it's really just a preseason kind of warm-up game here. Are you serious? Yeah. He said, 
Yeah, nice work. And Come on. Brand new manager coming from, I think he's from uh, New Zealand. Uh, man, I can't yeah, believe that. That'll really endear you to the Major League Soccer fans around the league. And Toronto FC had no trouble dispatching with uh, Colorado Rapids. Although, again, Rapids players, they put up a good fight. I'll give them that. But TFC's just loaded, as I mentioned so earlier. So who does Toronto have in the next uh Next oh, round. man. What a matchup, The right? two best teams, yeah. in my estimation, along with Club America. Don't get me wrong. America deserves that kind of praise, too. I know a lot of Chivas fans don't want to hear that here on, on Soccer Weekly. But along with Club America, these, by my estimation, are the two best teams in CONCACAF. Toronto FC takes on Tigres in the next round. Wow. Oh, man. Can't wait. Oh, the two legs that is going to be. What a matchup. I'm not even going to ask you to fire in on Twitter at Talk Soccer what your favorite matchup might be in the next round. It is that matchup. There is no other answer. You're wrong if you want to pick another one. Tigres gets past Arediano in a very good series. Now, people will look at the match last night and see a 3-1 scoreline, which is exactly what I predicted, by the way. But that was a 1-1 game or 1-0 game until like the 70th minute then everything exploded. Herediano gets a goal to get back into it, right? They still need another one because it was 3-3 on aggregate. Tigres had two goals in the first leg on the road. Herediano starts pouring forward, obviously, in the last 15 minutes, which is what I love about CONCACAF Champions League and the teams from Central and South America. They are Central America and, like, and Mexico. They're not afraid. They start, Herediano starts pouring forward. Well, Tigres got a couple of goals because of that and were able to put the series out of reach. But kudos to Herediano for playing some great, Two great matches against Tigres, and Tigres deserved it. Don't get me wrong. They are the better side. What a series that is going to be with Toronto FC. FC Dallas, for shame. I was going to mention them as a team who could win. No. They just bowed out to Toro of Panama. And don't get me wrong. Toro is not bad, but FC Dallas was a favorite going into that series, and they just flamed out. Unacceptable. So they're out. After uh, an aggregate 3-3, they lose on away goals. Chivas had no trouble with Cibao. They advance on a 7-0 on aggregate. Chivas, who's really struggling, but they bury Cibao. In fairness, that was expected. America is all over Saprisa after that first leg anyway, but they, Club America is just good. They're leading now at last check 1-0 in the second leg at home, but they're already up 6-1 now on aggregate. I mean, Club America decided that series in the first leg. They are also, those three teams... Toronto FC, Tigres, Club America. I'll be shocked, shocked if one of those does not win CONCACAF Champions League. In my estimation, they are the teams who are going to threaten without a doubt. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved. Uh, also, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. I am just so absolutely jazzed about CONCACAF Champions League. So excited about what's going on in that with Toronto and of course with New York Red Bulls still alive Seattle Sounders got a shot those two have work to do in their second legs but they're still alive and I hope uh, as many MLS teams can pour forward into the next round of CONCACAF Champions League because I want an MLS club I mean I want to be in that club world cup it's absolutely vital I want to be in that club world cup desperately you know what else I want we all want it. Stoppage time's coming up next here on the home of world football in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Oh, that's good music. Love it. Soccer Weekly, good, hardcore sports talk 
about the beautiful game here on the home of the beautiful game in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, your affable and modest host. Remember, the most modest man in the history of radio. How could you forget? You can hit me up on Twitter, follow the show, follow me at Talk Soccer. We mentioned a little uh, news earlier. Uh, again, thanks so much to Max Bradas who joined us right off the jump. If you miss anything of the show, though, don't forget you can podcast this thing. Michael Funches, the great uh, engineer of this train, sends it out to me almost immediately afterwards. We get that up. We get that going. He does all the voodoo to get it on all the podcatchers and all the iTunes and all that, whatever else you find your podcast listening. And uh, he does that. Uh, does a great job. You can search for it at Soccer Weekly. Subscribe, rate, and review. And I can take it if you don't love the show. You can give me a bad review. It's okay. I would prefer that those of you who love this with a five-star and love me, which is 99.9% of you, of course, I'd prefer if you did it, but I can handle it if you want to give me some constructive criticism. I get it. I have constructive criticism for soccer clubs and franchises and teams and personnel and organizations all the time here on Soccer Weekly, right? It would only be fair if I could open it up to you to give me the same critique at 877-710-ESPN or on Twitter at Talk Soccer. Now, of course, far be it from me to toot my own horn often, but being the most modest man in radio, I don't mind going into the greatest segment in all of sports radio, in all of radio, really. I've listened to a lot of non-sports radio. There's nothing really this good out there either. I mean, who we know the stations. We You know who I'm talking about. We don't have to mention any names or any call letters or anything. But this is the segment. It is, of course, stoppage time. The host of Stoppage Time each and every week, uh, as always, the great Mario Reese, producer of this show. Mario, good to see you, buddy. That's a lot of that's a lot of pressure there, Dave. It is, but I, you know, I expect it out of you. I'll wow, you're making me really nervous here, buddy. <laughs> you sound it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tottenham manager Mauricio Pochettino says English football is not ready for VAR next season, and he says it could kill the emotion of the game. Now, this sounds kind of familiar. Because uh, you've been saying this for a long time now, Dave. I you? have. He must listen to the show, Mario. you got to listen to he the show. probably podcasted. Of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. Pochettino saying, now, this is after their game with Rochdale in the FA Cup earlier today, in which it was a mess with VAR. They were using the VAR, and it was a joke. Countless times. I mean, it was a real flat-out mess. In fairness, MLS has done a better job with it. They do have VAR in all games. Bundesliga uses it to some pretty good effect. But Mario, he's right because I've been saying it forever. You kill passion with this thing and passion is what our game, Mario, our beloved game is all built upon, right? I mean, you cannot screw around with that. And once you start, uh oh, was it a goal? Was it not? Fans can't cheer. Fans can't, that, we all can hear it. Let's just listen to not only the music, but think about, close your eyes a little bit unless you're driving. Don't do that. But close your mind's eye and think about the cheer you hear when a goal goes in. Oh yeah. In the last game you were at live. Like we all know what that sounds like, right? You get chills. You freak out. Hair on your arm stands up. You, you hug who's ever around you, whether you know them or not. High fives everywhere. That is the passion we cannot afford 
to lose in the beautiful game. Mario. Pochettino says football is about emotion. We want to keep that emotion. Yes. And the fans were not happy what they seen on that game. Mauricio there. and I are exact. You know, we're right about this, and yeah. I've been preaching it for so long. I am so glad to hear him speak out on this because Mario, this is not something. That, look, everybody's you know. Oh, you got to get the call right. You got to. I've said it all along. Mario knows what I'm going to say. You, If you've been listening to Soccer Weekly for any length of time, you know. Do you want 98% right or do you want 97% right and passion? Because that's essentially the difference. A, because VAR never gets it completely right. Never. That's not going to happen. It's still being run by human beings. They still have to decide when to even look at it. We saw that in MLS. There were times that they screwed that up, where to even look at VAR or not, right? So that's still in the hands of humans who make mistakes. You're never going to get 100% of the calls right. Do you want 98% VAR or 97% and passion and, and absolute fire, when it comes to the game we love, I cannot abide by it. And I've talked to people in other sports who are starting to feel that way. Baseball, Mario, we see that the, there's right. no, you're not going to see Earl Weaver anymore, ever. Billy Martin, it's a thing of the past. Nobody argues anymore. And you know what? Okay, for argument's sake, that's not always the best thing. I get that. But it's that passion. It's that absolute fire in your belly over the sport you love. Pochettino also said uh, football is about mistakes. Yes! We make mistakes. The players make mistakes. Even the referees make mistakes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like it's like people who want to have a strike zone in baseball determined by a computer. What's the point then? If there's one thing we don't need in, more, in sports is more computers. We don't need... More AI. We Sports are about human beings going out and making mistakes. They are. Everybody. And you have to capitalize on those mistakes, whether it's a referee's or it's LeBron James not finding the right pass, or it's Steph Curry going three for 19 from the three-point line one night out yeah. of the year. That's the whole point of sports. You miss. You can't take away that and expect the passion still to be there. It's not acceptable. Kudos to Mauricio Pochettino. He's now one of my new favorite managers in all the world, although he was already pretty high up there, Mario. But. And Pochettino says, we need to respect the fans, and the fans are not happy. Another right? great point. Yeah. Listen to them. Now, I'm not talking about some dude who writes a blog and he's highbrow about soccer and, oh, VAR, of course we must get it right. You've got to listen to the people who are literally sweating and bleeding for their local club. For their local club. I don't care if you're a fan of the Premiership, Bundesliga, MLS, lower divisions, your club. Those are the people that the, the leaders, the higher-ups who make these VAR decisions should be listening to. Because that is where the true love of the sport lies. And that includes guys like me, too. Right, I know I do this. I, I'm a pundit here and doing all this stuff. But, no, I, I, I bleed for this sport. And I have for decades here in America, which... Puts me in a rare air, let's be honest. A lot of us, we're in rare air when we talk about how much we've loved this game, like Mario and you and me, for so long. That's why we love this show. I, I am passionate about this topic, and I'm glad Mario brought it up here. And I'm glad we took this much time on stoppage time to do it. Mario, thank you so much. We need that. VAR is the death of passion in a sport built on it. Let me know your thoughts at Talk Soccer. 
on uh, social media on uh, on Twitter there. Feel free to hit me up there. I am Dave Denholm. Thanks so much to Michael Funches and the great Mario Rees, as always. Thanks to Max Bredos, the new TV play-by-play for LAFC, and uh, we appreciate him taking the time. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710.